What's the first thing you do in 2022 when you need something done, but you're not sure where to get it? You Google it, right? You need a plumber, you Google it. You need a mortgage, you Google it. You need a car detail or an oil change, you Google it. If your business doesn't show up in the top three or even on the first page in general, when I Google something, chances are you're not getting my business. Actually, you're definitely not getting my business. It's that simple. Maybe you do show up, but you only have one review that was left by a customer in 2015. Well, you're not getting my business either. Websites by Students is a company that's here to help solve modern website issues for small and medium-sized businesses. The team at Websites by Students builds custom WordPress websites for small and medium-sized service businesses. Every website is 100% custom built, which means you tell them what you want on the site and they build it exactly to your needs. Every website comes equipped with Google Suite functionality, meaning the Google Map, Google integration is all built in right from the start. Their prices are incredibly affordable and their team is super professional to work with. They can build you a brand new website in under three weeks and that comes with unlimited revisions. So they'll send you the first draft. If you don't like it, tell them to fix it as long as you want until the site looks exactly the way that you want it. They won't publish anything until it's perfect and you want it built the way that you want it. The best part about it is that every website package comes with one year worth of free website management. So six months after you get this site built, if you want to update something, whether it's copywriting or you own a restaurant and you want to add to your menu, just tell the team at Websites by Students to do it. They'll turn that around in under 48 hours and get that website updated for you to your exact specifications. It gets even better. Websites by Students is a purpose-driven organization. A portion of every website they build goes to a scholarship fund to help fight student debt for as many college students as they can. If you visit websitesbystudents.com today, fill out the contact form and mention the Get It Done podcast. You'll save 20% on your next website project. That could be as much as $500 worth of savings. And that $500 is more than likely going into that scholarship fund to help fight student debt. Visit websitesbystudents.com today to get your new website built or get your existing website updated so that it shows up on the first page of Google, if not the top three. Their goal is to make you number one. Call them today, visit their website, mention our podcast, save 20%. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get It Done podcast. I'm Joe Zanka, your host, co-founder, COO of On Demand Storage, who sponsors our show. And today I'm with my guest, Kelsey Larrick of 365 Holdings. Kelsey, how's it going, man? Great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, I'm honored to have you on. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show and, and being willing to share um, what you do. I think it's it's pretty unique. You know, a lot of the time I talk to business owners who, you know, they, they start a business and it's, it's operating in one vertical. You've not only, you know, helped found a business, start a business, but you guys actually acquire existing businesses and put them underneath yep. your umbrella. So, you're almost like a multi-layered entrepreneur in a way, <laughs> which is very interesting. So I'm looking forward to diving into that. Looking forward to diving in what 365 does. Um, but first, let's start off with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe talk about what you were doing before you founded 365. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I never had a, uh, I guess, a real job after college. I always had kind of an entrepreneurial uh, take on life. Uh, 365 is owned by myself, my business partner, Justin. We founded the company five years ago. Prior to that, Justin and I had some work experience together over the years with a lot of kind of offline, kind of small businesses that were like kind of a hustle, I suppose. No, no team, no real scale, just small businesses that paid our living and 
uh, put food on the table for our families, but nothing, nothing meaningful. Uh, in 2017, we bought our first e-com business with an SBA loan, and we just rapidly started reinvesting all of our profits into growing through acquisitions, as well as by growing our team and growing the businesses organically. It's been kind of a, a roller coaster ride. Ecom um, has a lot of growth tailwinds. Consumer shopping is is moving online, so that helps to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Uh, and by leveraging uh, some good luck, a lot of hard work, some great people, uh, and then frankly, a, a fair amount of leverage in, in the business by by borrowing through um, the SBA and other sources. We've just been on a uh, kind of a wild ride trying to to grow a, a business that we're uh, proud to to work at and proud to uh, to operate. That's fantastic, man. So that's pretty, you know, not being really involved in the e-commerce space prior to purchasing a business and taking out a loan on it. You know, that's a pretty big move. Um, what kind of gave you that confidence? You know, how were, how were you able to analyze the business and make sure that it was the right decision for you guys to do um, in order to take out, you know, a loan and actually finance this thing yeah. without really any experience? I mean, talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we were entrepreneurs that had operated a variety of small businesses and that we hadn't... Um, done e-commerce per se. I understood the principles of sales and copy. I understood uh, clicks and conversion rates and average order value and lifetime value. Um, shipping a product in a box isn't that hard. You pick it off the shelf, you put a label on it. Um, e-commerce today is powered by a lot of like really great kind of industry standard software, uh, Shopify or Klaviyo, Facebook ads. Uh, there's a, so many resources that make um, somebody who's willing to roll up their sleeves and operate. Um, make a path that's clear for an operator that wants to operate a business. Um, it's just not that hard. It's not, it's challenging. Don't get me wrong, but, um, it's doable for somebody that has the risk tolerance and the desire to learn. Um, you don't need a college degree in web development, um, to necessarily run a successful e-commerce business. No, I mean, it's great. It's great advice. It's great advice to, you know, just for the audience in general. You know, I, like I said, I'd like to theme the show around, you know, uh, educating people on what it's like to get started. Um, a lot of the time, the answer is pretty simple. You know, do your research. Uh, make sure you're getting involved in a space that, you know, you you want to be in and, and know enough about. Um, and then, you know, it's just all about kind of taking the leap um, at that point and, and being ready to roll with some punches. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's not all going to be. Um, it's not all going to be yeah. smooth sailing right at the beginning um, in any in, you know, in any of those verticals that you mentioned. Um, something could happen where Facebook, you know, makes their ad, their ads start to cost 3x or or shipping like what's what's going it on. It does right happen. Um, you got to roll with it. You got to roll with yeah. it, right? Um, but it's all about getting started and rolling with it while you're still going, you know, and not th- overthinking every little aspect of entrepreneurship before you yeah. jump in. So you guys went from doing one business. Um, when did it get to a point where that business got, you know, in a place where you said, hey, let's let's start to acquire another one. And we were talking a little bit off air. You know, you guys are pretty diverse in what you sell and what the different companies sell. So it's not like you, you know, you were selling shoes and then and then decided to buy a shoelace company. You decided right. to buy something completely different. Um, so talk to me a little about that. Yeah, I, I really look at brands that we buy as being um brands first and foremost. So there are customers that truly identify with the brand that makes the product. Uh, I actually had a training this morning uh, here for some folks in the marketing team on the topic of branding. We spent time talking about you know, Starbucks versus no name, you know, Joe's coffee down the street. There's a reason why consumers have an affinity for brands. It's a hard kind of fuzzy thing to explain about small brands, um, how you can look for brand traffic, look for measures of brand growth through like owned media audiences, 
look at business metrics that point to brand growth, like retention revenue and repeat purchase rate. Uh, but for me, it's really been about underwriting businesses that we buy for aspects of quality. And the common theme for a high quality consumer product sold on the internet is that it's sold by a brand. Commodity products are easily affected, more easily affected by all those challenges. Brands are defensible when Facebook raises rates, when shipping backlogs happen, when challenges arise, a brand is going to weather the storm better. So yeah, the brands are diverse, but they're all brands. Gotcha. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, that makes that makes perfect sense. You build out that that brand, that presence, and you know, that's where the where the, the core value lies. It doesn't necessarily matter if the, the products are yeah. aligned with one another. It's all about building a strong brand. If you can do Google ads for this brand, you can do it for that one. If you can send emails, you like the skill sets transfer if you have a strong business underneath it. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you guys are completely, you know, it seems vertically integrated. Yep. Is that correct? So you, you do everything from sourcing the products yourselves to all the way to, you know, putting them in a box and selling them. Correct. We even do some manufacturing in-house. Um, we run customer service. We run marketing and advertising, supply chain, ops, HR, web development. We insource this year. So we want to control as much of that um, customer experience as, process, as possible and have all those cost centers on our P&L to control. Definitely. Now, when it comes to selling these products, um, do you do you use platforms like Amazon to sell any of them or is it mostly just Shopify right through their own individual websites? Yes, about 85% of our revenue is D2C, uh, about 10% on marketplaces and about 5% is wholesale. Uh, again, back to the kind of the brand focus. Uh, brands really have a direct relationship with their customers by definition. Uh, if a brand is built on um, just Amazon or just Facebook ads or just Google ads, it's not a very strong brand. We really want to have diversity in our business. And we want to be available to meet the customer wherever they are. If that's on Target, that's great. If it's on Bing Shopping, that's great. If it's via email and SMS because they're a lawyer, loyal reader of the content we put out, that's fantastic. We want to be as diverse as possible. Um, but the anchor for that is definitely a direct relationship with the customer not one outsourced to um, Amazon. Definitely. Definitely. That makes, makes all the sense in the world, you know, and, and, and you don't want to be, you know, I've been, I've been talking to some people who run their own brands and they run their stores, you know, and, and a lot of their sales might come from Amazon, but the goal of it is just because maybe they sell something that's like kind of a commodity of a product, uh, yeah. a product. So they'll go on Amazon. That's where, you know, consumers trust, um, you know, the, the most Consumer trust, I guess, is built into that platform. So people will go on there and find their product and buy it. For sure. But the whole relationship and the whole goal of it is obviously to move some products, but it's to transfer at some point in time, transfer that person from buying it on Amazon to buying it from the website because of all the stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. Amazon is the default place for category search for anything. Um, so standing here by my whiteboard, if I need a marker, I'm just going to type in whiteboard marker on Amazon. I'm not brand loyal to, to Expo necessarily. I just, this is what we bought. Uh, Amazon is absolutely the place where category search begins and usually ends, frankly. Uh, brands tend to have discovery through social media, word of mouth, content marketing, podcasts, newsletters, blogging, um, kind of creating demand instead of just capturing um, search intent that somebody types in that's a category of product. Uh, nothing wrong with having a business that captures search demand for category. It's just not our focus for the skill set that we have and for the marketing team we want to build and types of businesses we want to own. 
having that brand presence versus a, a kind of category commodity asset is just really important to us. Definitely. That, um, yeah, no, that's great. That's great advice. So, you, you know, when you, when you talk to you about this type of stuff, you know, and it seems like the way that you guys have been able to grow, you know, you, you do make it sound relatively easy, which is, is a good thing. You know, it's a compliment. Oh, everything's um, really easy. Absolutely. <laughs> just, we both know the, the we supply both know chain problems the labor pro- everything's great yeah yeah no it's all it's all it's all peachy um talk to me about you know give me an example of a challenge that you guys have faced uh in in your in your years of growing this thing and you know how you were able to adapt yeah um so lately the things that have been on our mind are around labor and supply chain uh here in 2021 those are pretty timely topics sure uh, i think one of the biggest ones might have been though last year when we had just relocated a very big business and the relocation didn't go terribly smooth. We had a lot of challenges and made a lot of mistakes and um, it was a very hard process for the team. Happened right as COVID started um, and we had to have a number of employees that weren't um, warehouse workers by career. They were in marketing or operations or accounting or customer service. We had to go work in the warehouse for a long time uh, to make sure we stayed in business, to make sure we shipped our orders. Uh, made sure we could serve customers. Uh, that was a very, very challenging time to maintain continuity of operations when the world was a bit scary, when we didn't know which way it was up in March and April of May that year. Um, yep. Yep. A lot of folks made the decision to double down on, on working here and be a part of the career, uh, and part of the company. It meant a lot to us as founders that they were willing to do that with us. Um, half the company went home and got on laptops and did crazy customer service. And half the company went to the warehouse and packed orders every day um when things got really hard wow that's a lot you know and that's a lot and um and and people don't realize some of the challenges especially last year that a lot of these businesses face you know you see some people that that unfortunately had to close down or shut their doors um and you see a lot of people that you know um were able to keep it afloat um but the behind the scenes stuff of what went into keeping it afloat um was bananas you know my company does a lot of um student storage work and so we'll help students you know, at the end of each year at different colleges and prep schools around the greater Boston area, they'll store their stuff with us for the summer, yeah. ship it all around the country if they want, you know, helps shipping at home, blah, blah, blah. So we work with some big schools and they all ended up sending all the kids home at once. So they left yep. their stuff in college. Got to pack um, it all up real fast. We pack, We had to go pack it. So normally yeah. they are the ones that go pack. They pack their stuff. We just show up with the truck and they, they bring it to the truck and we load it in and we say, see ya. Uh, we had to pack their stuff. So I had to like, you know, wow. it's similar to what you were going through. I had to have everybody that's usually working in our office out in dorm rooms, shoving clothes wearing, that don't wearing gloves them. and masks and stand yeah. six feet away from people. And yeah, it's crazy. Build boxes and all that fun, you know, and then come back here and, uh, and, 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 and store it till two in the morning. So two examples yep. of stories that, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, this, this entrepreneurial journey. It's something that you have to be you know, yeah. uh, prepared to do something kind of, you know, ridiculous, basically any day Like you show up to the office and some, some crazy shit could happen and you got to be ready for it. Yep. 100%. You got to be ready for it. Well, that's, um, you know, it's, I, I always like to point that out, you know, for a couple of reasons. Um, one to just give people examples of, of what it's like to go through it, but another on a more brighter note to show that, you know, you can get through times even as hard as they might seem in the moment. Um, you know, if you have that mindset of like, hey, I'm I'm not going to let this kill us. You know, I'm going to do whatever I did, whatever it takes to, to get out of it. Um, you know, things are temporary. Um, now, I'm sure, you know, you look back at that time and you're like, damn, I never want to do that again. But 
um, you did it and you got out of it. And so it just puts a new perspective on, on what business is like once you are able to do that and keep moving forward. Yep. Um, so last question I like to ask all my guests um, is for a book recommendation, anything that you've read recently or throughout your career that, you know, maybe left an impact that you'd recommend to the audience. Yeah. So uh, you asked me this before we started recording. So I was able to grab a copy from across my desk. Um, book called Unleashed. Uh, the author is actually uh, a mentor and the executive coach that myself and my business partner uh, work with one-on-one. Uh, so you might find my name is a, a quote in the foreword, but um, it really talks about challenges and transitions in business through um, this phrase called liminal space. When business is in a transition period, um, it's like walking through a doorway. It's like the transition in a movie when um, you go from black and white to color. And it's a chance to reset and how to, how to take advantage of that as a business leader. Um, Rick wrote a great book that helps explain that process, how you apply it to your business, your career, your personal life. Um, and the work he's done with us as an organization has been incredibly helpful at the leadership level and the executive level, um, helping with company culture and just a number of things that have helped fuel our growth over the years. Uh, so I can't say enough good things about his organization, but when you asked for the book recommendation, and I had it sitting here on my desk. Uh, Unleashed by Rick Simmons to talk about uh, the power of liminal space and how those opportunities can provide a catalyst for change. Incredible. Sounds great. It's not one that I've read, but something that I'm going to add to the old, uh, the old catalog. And, um, and I appreciate you recommending that. And I appreciate you coming sure. on here and, and sharing your story and, um, and some of the stuff that you guys are doing. And, you know, I kind of look forward to watching your company continue to grow and acquire different brands. And, uh, and like I said, I'm doing, you know, even off air, I'm doing some, some, e-commerce related stuff myself. So keeping the conversation awesome. about stuff like that. Great. It was great to, have, to be here. Appreciate you having me. Awesome, man. Well, thanks a lot. And, um, and we'll talk again soon. Take care, Kelsey.